welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary, your weekly glimpse into the life of indie author Paul Teague. Find out how many words got written over the past seven days, hear what's on the planning board, and discover the tips and tools which Paul is using to self-publish his books and get them selling as fast as possible. This is Paul's Podcast Diary, and here's your show host, Paul Teague. Hello, welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary for Saturday the 3rd of June 2017. And I don't know about you, but I had one of those moments when I realised it was June and a new month and thought, crikey, is that half the year almost done? So if you are a person who sets targets and you had aims and ambitions for 2017, June is really the time you need to be looking at those and working out whether you're going to hit them or not, and maybe just refiguring them out uh, if you're going to miss them. Sometimes in January, we all set targets that are frankly far too ambitious, and then Obviously, they fall by the wayside. So I think June, halfway through the year, is a really good time to refocus and say, okay, December's not that far off. It's six months off. What do I want to get done by the end of December? And if you failed with your targets, just make it realistic. Make sure that you achieve something, though, rather than nothing. So talking about achievements, I've had a writing day today. I woke up at 6 a.m., I'm in my summer phase where I wake up really, really early. So usually I'm waking up at, you know, four something or five, then trying to get back to sleep for an hour. And then I just get up at six and give up. So I got up at six today. Uh, Actually, that was half intentional because I wanted to do some writing today. And because it's half time, half term week, all the family are home. I like to write earlier over the summer holidays and in the half terms to make sure I get it done. So I get very easily distracted by a cup of tea when the family are home. So uh, today I got 5,161 words done. Those words were done, I think, just around midday. And um, I was supposed to be finishing. That takes me up to uh, 40,000, whatever it is, words, over 40,000 words. And I need to be finishing off Burden of Guilt by the end of next week. And on my schedule originally, I was going to write on Thursday and Friday. And what I've decided to do, because... I've had a quite a pleasant week this week. And by pleasant week, I mean, we had the bank holiday on Monday. And then, so I worked two days at the day job. And then on Thursday, I skived and we all went down to Blackpool for the day and spent a day on the beach, which was extremely nice, bearing in mind the weather. So I had a skive day on Thursday, which means I'm, I'm sort of really fresh. I was really fresh to it on, on today. And so I'm thinking, right, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to get up early on Saturday tomorrow as I'm recording this and I'm going to write another 5,000 words, which means that I've only got to write the last 5,000 next week and then I'm good to go. Because next week, I I barely draw breath. As soon as I finish the book, I start my first pass edit on it. Now, my wife uh, reads it as I go along. She caught up with it this week. So she's going to have how many thousand words is she going to have? She's up to 30,000 words. So she's going to have 20,000 words to read over the course of the next week or so. The first thing I do when I do my first pass edit is I go through all her edits, all the things that she spotted and the, the continuity problems and the inconsistencies. Um, so I sort those out. Then I read through it. And what I found over time is that rather than just keeping going until I've gone through the whole book, I've actually found out it's much better if I cut myself some slack. And if I pace a 50,000 word book over three days, then I'm coming to it fresh. It's not all I'm doing all day. Um, and I, well, I enjoy doing it that way. So what I decided to do is shuffle my days next week. So on Thursday, I'm planning to write the last 5,000. It'll probably be six or seven by the time I'm done, but I'll finish the book next Thursday with however many words it takes to wind it up. And then Friday, Saturday and Sunday of next week, I've split the book up. So on Friday, I'll do chapters one to four, chapters five to seven on Saturday, and then eight through till 10 on Sunday. And that will be my first pass edit. 
And then the following weekend, the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, it will get my second pass edit at that point. So I'll go through it all over again, make sure I'm happy with it. Same division of chapters. And then on the Sunday, I send it to Helen Fazal and off it goes. Uh, and, and, you know, I'll be putting it on pre-release fairly soon. So it gets quite a few edits. I go through it quite thoroughly. Um, I am, uh, dare I say it, a, a reasonably accurate writer. It, it, it always makes me feel guilty when I hear people say, oh, you know, my first draft is absolutely rubbish. Uh, my first draft is usually quite tight. It doesn't mean that it's excellent, of course, but it means it's it's quite tight. So when I go through it, often it's it's really just continuity. You know, clearly I, I repeat phrases. Uh, I'm a devil for getting names wrong. You know, you might start the book as Neville and you'll end up as Nathaniel. Uh, so I'm a devil with the names. Uh, I have to watch that. And then I also have to be very careful, particularly because these are crime thrillers now. I have to be really careful to make sure that the continuity is right. And, and particularly with who's left a mobile phone where and all these sorts of things uh, that, that form part of psychological thrillers in the 21st century. Uh, and that's where my time tends to get spent. And then thinking of different ways to phrase things but generally I kind of get the book on a first take generally um and, and this one I think we're going to get that I had a little little bit of a plot struggle I think I mentioned this to you with the di- diary a week or two ago and I just needed another scene um it's very difficult sometimes to just work out how your pacing is going to go and I was looking at the words that I had left and I needed another scene uh, and um when we came back from Blackpool yesterday I just uh, spent half an hour to an hour figuring out what I was going to be writing today and then it just came to me when I was thinking about it I thought yeah yeah this is it this is this makes it work and it gives me all the sort of action I need to get me to 50,000 words or thereabouts which is what I'm writing to at the moment so so burden of guilt is good to go hopefully by the time I record this diary next week I'll be telling you I finished writing it and then I'm on the first round of edit so so watch this space hopefully that will happen um I need to talk to you about financial goals and targets this week because it's been quite a big week for me in terms of uh, breaking targets um it, it's gone really well to be honest with you and while I'm talking just forgive me if I'm a little bit distracted because I should have got this I should have got my report up so I can tell you the final figures but I will put the screenshots on the resources page um if you were listening to the diary last week you'll have heard me say that I was hoping to reach the $1,000 in one month milestone over the course of this week. So that's for, for the whole of May. And I'm pleased to say that I did that. I think it was Tuesday I hit the $1,000 in one month mark. So that is the first time I've done that ever. Um, I don't think I've ever even been anywhere near it in the past, which is why, again, as a regular listener to these diaries, you'll know I just said to you, look, all the time my my income is just paltry. There's very little point me getting excited and sharing it with you. It's paltry. It's not enough. It's it's peanuts. It's uh, you know it's in the hundreds rather than I don't. I, to me, it doesn't even register on my radar until we hit a thousand because it's just not exciting income until that point. So we have hit a thousand dollars this month. Let me just go into the numbers. So last month, and let me get the final figures for you. So uh, over the course of May first to May thirty first. Uh, income this month was $1,081, which is 800 and something pounds, I think. Uh, let me just turn that into pounds and tell you what that is. And then we'll see 
when it just adjusts that number, I'll give you the pounds. And it's 800 and something, I'm sure of it. Um, I'll just let that update. So I'm using Book Report to do that, by the way. If you don't use Book Report, um, I recommend it. It's really good for breaking down your book numbers and how much you've earned from which book and your, your, your lifetime earnings and all of that. Um, so in terms of pounds, it was £863.59. pence. So uh, in terms of my personal targets, with my writing, the first my first ever target, and I, can't, I hit it some time ago, I can't remember what it was. My first target was to uh, exceed my wife's monthly income. Now, my wife has a part-time term-time job, just to give you a sensation for what that income is. So obviously, it's below $1,000 per month. But that was my first target, was to break that. And, and that just felt like a good target to go for, because then it, you're replacing something tangible, something that, that makes up the family income. So that that was very good. The next target was a thousand dollars, just because it's a round number. And the target after that one is going to be a thousand pounds. So um, I need to put that in context because what I don't know is whether I'm going to continue to earn a thousand dollars every month. My guess is that it will dip now; that it will be considerably less than a thousand. So when it dips less than a thousand, I'll, I'll tell you that it's less than a thousand. But I won't go into the you know ifs, buts, and maybes of the figures. I'll let you know when it's a thousand and above, and I'll start to report my income regularly when it's consistently over a thousand dollars. So I'm expecting it to drop next month because the, the reason I got those numbers was because I've done a lot of promotion around the new books. But let me tell you what I've learned from this. What I've learned from this is that it's the cr the crime books are doing all the business. So all that business has been done. You know, with I've made some sales on my science fiction, and I always do, but there are a handful of sales compared to what I've done with the crime books. So the difference here is the change in genre. Now, let me tell you how the figures break down, because most of my income this month, I think, must be from page reads. Um, over the course of a month, um, the, the three books that I've got, Don't Tell Meg, Murder Place and Forgotten Children, Oh, and, and Dead of Night, of course. Um, I've had 128,000 page reads in the last 31 days. Now, for me, that's just, it's phenomenal. That's a phenomenal number of page reads. I have never had anything like that ever before. Now, I don't know what's the explanation for that. I can only assume it's the change of genre. Uh, maybe it's the pricing of the books. I, I really just, I don't know what is accountable for that. I can only say that the only thing that's changed is the change of genre. Um, but that seems like a huge amount of books. That breakdown is uh, 40, 49,000 page reads for Don't Tell Meg, uh, 36,000 page reads for The Murder Place, um, 29, well, 30,000 page reads for Forgotten Children, if I just round those up. And then Dead of Night, which has only just been released, has had 10,000 page reads on it. And then the sales, uh, I've had 9,710 giveaways. So that's what, what it's taken to prime that, that level of reads. Um, and those giveaways have been done primarily through um, well, it was, it was a freebie on Don't Tell Meg. I promoted it through Free Booksy and a couple of other sites, but Free Booksy, frankly, is the one that gave me all the traffic on that. And so the only thing that's changed is, is the genre. And I've had 379 sales, um, across the month. So, you know, to me, that's not a lot of sales, uh, in, in, in a month. It doesn't seem like a huge number of sales to generate that income, but also the prices are higher on these books too. So, so, you know, I, I don't really know what to, to say that I've learned from that, other than that the genre change seems to be working. For some reason, I'm getting page reads, and I wonder whether that's page reads because of the genre. I think they call them whale readers. Maybe crime readers are bigger whale readers, because I've always had page readers, page reads on the, the science fiction, but nothing ever worth getting excited about. But that's the big game changer there, is those page reads are phenomenal. So what I need to see, and we'll only know 
over the next month is what that's going to do over the next month, whether it's going to continue and sustain or whether that's it, it's a peak and it's going to drop. But I, I, I let you know and sort of keep you in touch with that. The, the other thing that I just wanted to mention is that the podcast, I think I was saying last week that I, I might break 3,000 downloads in a month. I have beat my all-time record. I think it was something like 2,700 downloads over the month. So for me, that's a new record uh, in terms of the numbers, but we didn't hit the 3,000 this week. So my, ne- my next targets then, just to share with you, are that that what I want to do is to break $1,000 regularly, then £1,000 regularly. And when we get it to £2,000 regularly, so regular income, that, that then, as far as I'm concerned, that, that's good to go. Um, you know, I don't, we don't need a lot of money to sustain our lifestyle at the moment. But if I could, if I could bring in a regular and predictable and reliable £2,000 a month, we would be good to go with the writing. So, you know, you can see that if you can create that $1,000, you're not a million miles away from it. I know there's so much more work to do because I know that income's, I'm sure that income's going to drop next month. You know, I think that's only as a result of the promotion. But sometimes when you start, you know, I've, how long have I been doing this since 2014? Take me a darn long time to get there. I want a good slap around the ear, really, for taking so long to get there. But th- that's how long it's taken me to get there, to get to that $1,000 mark. And, you know, the truth of it is still, the more books you write, the easier it gets. The first genre worked okay for me, but didn't fly. This genre seems to be working really well for me. So um, all the things that people tell you are right. Uh, correct, I should say. You know, write more books. If the genre you're writing it isn't working and getting traction, try a different genre. You know, Try listing it in a different category. And at the moment, it's very early days still, that seems to be working and changing things slightly for me. So it's, it's, it's very exciting to see that because I feel like I've been... Uh, frankly, flailing around for a long time, you know, doing the work, but not really getting the results. But this week, this month, feels like we've we've got some great results. And actually, and to celebrate that, we're we're, we're I'm actually going to use the you know the profit from those books. We're nipping off for a weekend to Alicante because I you know, I I think I've said this before. I do think it's important. We do a I, I do a lot of work. I, you know, I spend a lot of my time in the day job. You know, work, work, work a lot of the time. It's really important to create those rewards. That's why we went to Blackpool yesterday. It's important to make sure that you have the space in there, the mind space, um, you know, to recover, to recover your creativity, but also so it doesn't just become one perpetual slog. And it could very easily become one perpetual slog. And it feels like that to me sometimes. Sometimes I look at my planning diary and I just think, well, I need to find some space in here. You know, it's, it's just all work and there's no space. There's no playtime in there. And I will rejuggle my diary to find some space. So I think that's really important, but also because this is a, this feels like a real achievement. The first, you know, tangible achievement we've had with writing. I want to celebrate that. So we're off for a weekend visit to Alicante and the book income is going to pay for that. And then it feels like I'm getting some form of tangible reward for all of this effort that I've put into the books. And um, well, I'm looking forward to that. So, uh, you know, it's taken three years to get there. Um, So I I feel quite justified in taking that. Okay. um, And talking about working all the time, I have been working all the time this week. You know, whenever the people were out studying themselves over um, the bank holiday, I was working all bank holiday. Um, I was, first of all, um, finishing off my refreshed version of my WordPress book. So um, I've had seven nonfiction books. Some of them have have sold really well. Some of them haven't really fired. Uh, Because I do corporate training and, and obviously a lot of online training, it serves me to have 
um, books in certain topics. And another thing you'll have heard if you'd have listened to these diaries, you'll have heard me say that I'm fed up with Facebook. Well, I had a, a eureka moment in the shower today, as I as I often do. And I just thought, you know, I am going to revise that Facebook uh, book simply because I do so much corporate stuff on it and people haven't got a clue. They just haven't got a clue about Facebook. I do so much corporate training on it. And there's so much appetite for it. I can see how much appetite there is for it. And actually, it is my best-selling book of all time, my Facebook uh, book. Uh, well, it was before um, the crimes kicked off. It was my bestseller. Um, so my reason for not doing it is because it, it constantly changes. But in actual fact, you know, the book I've written, it, it needs a little bit of refreshing, just like the WordPress one did. But it doesn't need a massive overhaul. And I do want to just add a chapter in there on groups and a little bit more detail about adverts but because I do so much corporate training on this just as I am going to do with the WordPress book I'm going to start taking um, paperbacks around with me and flogging them when I do a corporate training so it just it just makes sense so um, a little rejiggle of the plans um, WordPress Unboxed will be finished this weekend it's going to be available it is already available as a Kindle book uh, though I, I just want to make some final tweaks to it uh, though it's it's on sale and it's good to go. Uh, create space, I just need to do some tweaks to that because I got a couple of little things wrong, but that will be for sale probably after the weekend on Create Space because it all looks fine. Um, and I'll send off for a proof copy and all of those things just to make sure, but it's all looking good there. And then what I'm going to do with that WordPress course is in the next quarter, in quarter three of the year, I'm going to actually record a course around it. So the book's good to sell the course and the course is going to be uh, just showing you how to set up your first web pro- WordPress site and how to put all the plugins in. Nothing fancy, just a very bog standard course. And all it will do is it will supplement the book. And I know that with the training I do for, for corporate training, I will get a certain amount of traffic and a certain number of sales through that. But also it's a very natural thing for me to sell across the board on the podcast, uh, you know, across the board. Every, every author needs to know how to set up a WordPress site. Um, I always get extremely good feedback um, for my WordPress training. Um, so I just figure I ought to be teaching this stuff and, and selling a book. Um, so I, I'm going to do the WordPress training next quarter. I'm going to do the Facebook training, the Facebook book next next quarter, but it won't have any training with it. Changes. I've been there, done that. Changes too often. I'm not doing any recorded training for Facebook, but I might do webinars on it um, because I can keep the webinars up to date and fresh all the time. I, I might do that. And um, then the email training. At the moment, it's called Email Marketing for Business. Most boring title on earth, but I think I'm going to rechristen it. It's actually MailChimp uh, Email Marketing. So I'm going to call it something like MailChimp Unboxed. They're all going to be called Unboxed this. So it's going to be WordPress Unboxed, Facebook Unboxed, MailChimp Unboxed, and GoToWebinar Unboxed. Now, the GoToWebinar book, unless I have an exceptional quarter three, uh, I'm going to save that to the last quarter of the year. So I'll have four non-fictions at the end of the year. Now, eventually, and I keep threatening to do it, but eventually I will jettison the Facebook one because it, it does drive me spare. But I am going to give it another refresh because there's still some more income to be squeezed out of that one. Um, so I am going to do that. But eventually, really, my nonfiction, I just want to focus on stuff that doesn't need refreshing all the time and stuff that I could build courses around. Now, I don't want these courses in the first instance. They don't need to to make a fortune. They don't need to be expensive courses, but they need to be courses that create great value around the books that I've written so that I can just, you know, it's a, another form of income uh, from courses. Um, so, so that's the plan with the nonfiction, and that will just be fitted around the fiction. I, I do that on the days when I'm not writing or processing the fiction. Sorry, I just knocked a pen over there. It's what you probably heard in the, in the background. Okay, so <laughs> that takes me to 
a course that I recorded over the last weekend. I've just decided, I was saying all the, the chatter about the new Vellum coming out, and the, the new Vellum was coming out on, came out on Thursday, and the new Vellum now allows you to format paperback books, and I'm, I'm just going to buy the thing. I just won't blink, I'll just buy it, because it's so good for ebooks. You know, I just know it's going to be brilliant for paperbacks. So um, as an existing user, I think it's an extra $99, something like that. So I need to upgrade to that, actually, over the weekend and take it out for a spin. Uh, and that's going to save me a fortune. You know, I'm only going to get the next two books and I'll get my money back on what it was costing me to format paperback. So I'm just ecstatic about this vellum being available. Now, um, if you're new to this podcast, you won't know that I've done a blog post where I shared my knowledge about how you could use vellum, the vellum software on a PC rather than having to use a Mac. And um, it, I'm delighted to see that that not only if you do a Google search for how how to use vellum on a PC, um, you'll see that my blog post comes right at the top there, above keyboards even, which is even above vellum, for goodness sake. Um, so it's a nicely, it's what I, a little bit of strategy that I use. Every now and then I, I do a blog post like that, that I intentionally want to rank in the search engines and then use it to drive traffic to, to a particular offer. And I'm pleased to say that one, that one sort of keyword ranked really well and doing very well. So I've, I've been, I've had in my mind for a long time to do a course based around that 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 one page blog post and I'm giving away all the knowledge frankly all the knowledge is there on that blog post you don't actually need anything else if you've got a reasonable amount of savvy with the web um that blog post is all you need but I decided that uh, some people were you know were asking me questions and 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 they they couldn't figure it out from the blog post so I've made a short training course on it which I was good to sell through ClickBank. And then I realized uh, halfway through the course that, oh, darn, I'm going to have to wait for ClickBank approval. And I want that it usually it has taken a week to two weeks in the past. So I thought, I just want to get this thing out quickly for, for Thursday when everybody's talking about it. So I stuck it on Teachable. Now, the reason I use Teachable uh, is because in the UK, we have to levy VAT on digital purchases. And I ain't playing around with that. I'm not doing it on a case-by-case basis. So when I sell digitally nowadays, I, I will only sell through portals, which manage the VAT on my behalf, so I don't have to submit a VAT return. Uh, and uh, Teachable does that. So I very quickly listed the course on Teachable, made some sales from that, which is fabulous. Uh, the other th- reason I like Teachable is it allows me to share discount vouchers so I can let people be an affiliate for me and give them a discount you know, discount code and affiliate code uh, and make special offers. So I put it on Teachable just to list it quickly. But as it turns out, as it turns out, ClickBank approved my uh, my listing uh, within about 24 hours. So it's actually also approved for ClickBank. So I'm just going to sell it on both and see which uh, which one I sell more of. My, my objection usually to listing courses on Teachable is that I don't like to list somewhere where I'm on somebody else's platform. If they suddenly decide they don't like the course or they change their fee structure, it makes me very vulnerable if I have a popular course. So in general, I like to build everything on my own platform. So um, what, what I did like Teachable. I do like Teachable. I think it works very well. So I think what my strategy may be in future is to make sure that I'm selling through ClickBank as well, uh, always, but also to just list on Teachable because Teachable is just another platform. And because it handles the VAT for me, I can just let it sit there, frankly. And if it never makes any sales, there's not really a lot more work to do for it. So I spent my weekend doing however many videos it was. I think it was about 20 something videos, very, very short videos, you know, two minutes to seven minute videos. Uh, I did those on Saturday morning. I edited them. Uh, I think I had them edited by probably Sunday lunchtime and then created the site really fast over the bank holiday Monday. And it was up for sale and is up for sale right now, which is fantastic. So um, I have another course. That's the second course. And I'll be doing the WordPress course shortly um, and getting that for sale. So I have three courses then, Self-Publishing Academy, How to Use Vellum on a PC, 
PC and a WordPress for beginners course. And then um, I've got another course penciled in potentially for the last quarter of the year, but I have to actually learn how to use the software first. So I bought um, Dragon software and I want to build a course around the Dragon software um, and, but I need to learn how to use it properly first. And interestingly, when I did the, I did a sales video for the how to use Vellum on a PC course. If you want to see how I do sales videos, um, just, just take a look at the, just look up on, on the web, how to use Vellum on a PC. That's what my URL is called. And, um, you'll see the sales video. And actually, um, I didn't feel like writing that video. So I dictated it in Dragon Dictation. It was really good. I haven't trained it or anything yet. Um, I just, I know a few basic commands. Uh, things like full stop, new paragraph, all of that stuff. And um, and I dictated that sales video in because it makes a really good idea for a first thing to try because a sales video, it's me who's going to be narrating it. So it makes sense that I do it in, in my voice, the way I speak. So I found that really good, actually. And Dragon was brilliantly accurate. So that's a good start. But I need to learn it um, properly so I can then teach it in a course. So that's penciled in. And it might get jettisoned, that one, but that's loosely penciled in for quarter four of this year. Okay, uh, we're running at nearly half an hour, so I need to rattle on with this. Um, a couple of updates for this week. I have officially moved to MailerLite now. Um, InstaFreebie now has linked with MailerLite. The link is really easy to achieve. And if you have MailerLite with InstaFreebie, you get a 30% discount. Well, I just love MailerLite. It's great. Very happy with InstaFreebie. I love both those services. So I just did the deed and I've paid for a year and I've uh, got uh, paid for a year of 5,000 to 10,000 subscribers because I'm going to be building my uh, list through giveaways. I'm going to have quite a compressed period where I get my list. I want it up to 10,000 or thereabouts so I can start to do some decent list swaps and have a little bit of clout in the list building world as an author. So uh, that's going to be one of my shorter term objectives to get that list built very quickly. Um, so I'm just putting everything in place for that so I could do that really, really rapidly and start to thrash that. Um, and on that uh, subject, by the way, it is the Alliance of Independent Authors Fringe Event this weekend, but it takes place on Saturday, the 3rd of June. My video is called Insta Freebie Leads Explosion, and I will be sharing all of my best tips about how to, to use Insta Freebie and how to build your list fast. And this is exactly what I'm going to be doing. So when, when I tell you that I'm building my list, I'm going to be doing it in Insta Freebie, and I'm going to be using all the techniques that I share in that video. So if you want to know what I'm doing, watch the video on the Alliance of Independent Author Fringe event. And actually, um, please make sure you check it out anyway. There's going to be 24 videos there. You might not want to want to watch them all, but I, I usually do want to, want to watch them all. Um, some amazing information being shared for free over the weekend. So please do check out the Ally Author Fringe event. And I'll put the link on the resources page for uh, this we uh, webinar diary, this podcast diary, I beg your pardon. I interviewed uh, Noel Holton uh, this Wednesday on Wednesday. And Noel is the author of crime book Junkie. Uh, she's a, a blog tour expert. I didn't know anything about blog tours till I spoke to Noel. And um, ooh, I'm convinced now. I was very, very interested, and I was amazed at how cheap they are. Um, I think she was saying about 100 and, 125 for a sort of 10 to 15 stop blog tour. I thought, oh, blimey, there's a lot of work in that. That's good value. So um, I'm interested in that. Uh, so I may. You may hear me running a blog tour at some point. And um, Noel isn't doing them at the moment because she's just started working with Bookature. So she's doing them for Bookature and they're using her talents and skills. But I'll see if I can find somebody else who's highly recommended. And I think I might pencil one of those in for a future release 
and uh, and see how we go because I'd like to try those. The advantage of a of a blog tour, by the way, is that you get tremendous uh, search engine optimization SEO results with your name on and your brand on, uh, courtesy of other bloggers because they're they're effectively writing about you and your books on. Um, blogs and websites, which get a lot of web traffic. So that, that's the big advantage of that. And of course, you know, you flog more books, you make people more aware of your books. And also in the week ahead, I'm going to be interviewing Alison Ingleby. Now, Alison, I met at the uh, Edinburgh Fringe event in Manchester and uh, we got, we got yakking at the event and Alison is a brand new author. So she's going to be a self-published author and she hasn't self-published yet. And we got chatting and uh, I said to Alison, look, um, I'd really like to follow your progress through because this podcast is not about talking to the the superstars. I, I have talked to some superstars on this podcast, but its general reason for being is to talk to people who are who are going through the the early stages of the journey, the, the, the early struggles. Um, and I, I, I have been talking to John Cronshaw. John is, again, just about to launch his new book, but he's slightly ahead of Alison. And I just wanted to get some some brand new authors who who are great speakers in the works, um, so that you could hear what they're doing. If you're a brand new author and you haven't written yet, you know there's loads of value to hearing how they do it, how they get started, what their struggles are. So, um, Alison is is going to be talking to me about that. She's just done her first draft, which I think has just gone off to the to the editor. It certainly will have done by the time we speak. And so she's right at the beginning on that first book. There's loads of things to talk about, you know, all the struggles of writing and how she did it and the what genre she's writing. Loads and loads of questions to ask. But right at the beginning of a career, I think there's going to be a real lot of interest uh, in that. So uh, interviewing Alison next week, which I'm really looking forward to. And then uh, I just need to mention before I, I wind up now that my I took my first author booking for 2018, which is which is great. So I'm now booked in for my first author event on March, in March 2018, and it's the crime and publishment event. And I'm doing a turn on sort of digital marketing, social media. But uh, if you remember, I went to crime and publishment, it's at Gretna Green, or just outside Gretna, actually, just off the motorway. Uh, and I went there in March this year, I went for the first day, wished I'd stayed. And so uh, this year, I'm, I've, uh, I'm, I'm doing a trade. So basically, I'm getting my free ticket to stay for the weekend. And, and I'm doing my training for free. And then I'm just paying for my hotel room on the Friday. So, so sometimes you don't need to take cash. You, you could do a, a value exchange, which is what I've done with Graham um, for this particular event, um, which is great. And I'm, of course, I'd be very happy to speak there anyway. Um, so that's me immersing myself in, in kind of crime thriller circles now. Um, but that seems amazing to have a, a March 2018 you know, public speaking event booked in already. I'm really looking forward to that. I do recommend it, by the way, if you write crime. You know, it's a great event in Gretna, held at a fabulous hotel just off the M6 motorway. Um, fantastic. R- really enjoyed it last year. Just a quick delve into Paul's post bag, which is going to become a new, well, hopefully regular, but certainly an occasional feature of the diary. I just wanted to thank Jerry Dawson for getting in touch. Uh, Jerry's enjoying the podcast. Thank you, Jerry. It's always nice to know that we're kind of hitting the mark. Uh, Jerry must have listened, I think, to Mike Bodner's interview where we were talking about um, audio books. And my line has always been with audio books. You know, I'm not touching them with a barge pole because uh, I think there's a lot of work involved in there. And in Mike Bodner's interview a couple of weeks ago, he just went through chapter and verse of how he'd done his book. And just hearing about it makes me tired. Um, now, you know, I might, I might in future narrate my nonfiction because they're shorter and they're more conversational. They're my conversational style. Uh, and they're very, they're much less sustained. They're much more start and stoppy. Uh, so I might do that, 
I might do. Never say never with that, but I, no way I'm doing my fiction. No way am I doing my fiction. So, um, so I hope I haven't put anybody off doing that interview. You know, the, the, the aim is not to put you off things. It's just to help you to make informed decision. And my informed decision about audiobooks is, is I'm just going to pay someone else to take the strain. They can take all the hassle with it and all the re-recordings. And I'm quite happy to pay for that. I, I know the value of that. I know how much work is involved and I'm happy to pay for it. That's, that's my line on it. Mike had the alternative view. He was happy to record it. He would do it again. And, and that's fine. But my aim is not to put you off anything. It's simply to give you the truth and, and then hopefully let you make a, an informed judgment. And, and Jerry basically said, that's enough for me. Thank you very much. That's all I need to know. And Jerry's doing a 50-50 split on the royalties and going to let somebody else handle it. And, and frankly, Jerry, that's what I would do every time. Uh, but do your own due diligence, your own research. People are telling you different things. Just inform yourself of what's involved and, and then you know make your mind up uh, about that. So thanks for getting in touch, Jerry. I really do appreciate it when when you send me emails. It's so nice to know who the people are. You know, you know me because you listen to the diary every week. It's really great for me to get to know you and to see what you're up to in your writing career. So please never hesitate to just drop me an email at paul at paulteague.com because I love reading the emails and just finding out who's listening, really. It's really great information for me. That's it for the diary for this week. Thank you very much for listening. My guest on Monday, the 5th of June, is Sarah Painter. Been chasing Sarah for ages. I listened to Sarah's Worried Writer podcast. I really recommend the podcast. It's great. The Worried Writer podcast. Sarah releases an episode every month. It's not a weekly podcast, so it's one you can really easily keep up with. Really love, uh, I really love, uh, Sarah's viewpoint, where she's coming from. Uh, she has some great guests, guests that I don't hear anywhere else. So she adds real value to me in the podcast space. Um, and, and, you know, she deals mainly with the, the sort of concerns and the procrastination and all the, the kind of head games we play with ourselves with our writing. But why, why I love the podcast too is that although, um, Sarah certainly until recently was a, was a traditional author, uh, it was quite clear listening to the podcast that she's completely receptive to self publishing. And indeed, you could see it coming a mile off if you listen to her podcast. She is now a newly self published author of a non fiction book, which again, I highly recommend to you. And um, the, the link will be on Sarah's page on Monday. But Sarah shares some great information. And she is, of course, traditionally published. She's had some traditional publishing deals. She's now I guess, a hybrid author. So we've got some great experience and great stories to share on Monday's podcast. That's Monday, the 5th of June. I do hope you'll join me for that episode. In the meantime, if you need to get in contact with me, you want to just send me a note, tell me who you are, what you're doing, what you're writing. I'd love to hear from you. Just email me at paul at paulteague.com. But in the meantime, have a fabulous week of writing. I'll speak to you next Saturday. Thanks for listening to Paul's Podcast Diary. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast feed to hear next week's update and find out how many words get produced over the next seven days. Until then, we hope you have a great week of writing.